you you know John three sixteen, or at least you've heard it or seen it at football games. Theology, theology, unplugged. Welcome to Theology Unplugged. I'm Michael Patton, and we have another conversations with Tad. So I'm really excited to have you here. Um, this is, you know, it's an informal conversation every time with me and Tad. As a matter of fact, every time we begin to have a conversation beforehand in the in the green room, as they call it, I say, no, no, don't talk anymore. Don't even say hi. That that's that's kind of the way I want it to be because. We are absolutely being real on this. This is, these are the conversations we've had. I know that we had a rough beginning because it was the first time we had done this. And, you know, anytime you first start a podcast like this and you feel like you're in front of an audience, you're, you're, you're acting differently. So it takes a little while for you to act like yourself and we are getting there. So this is conversations with Tad number 13. And I, I think I know what he's going to talk about because he texted me last night and said, uh, I'm going to put this out there. Tad, you don't have to ask this, but I think it'd be a great one. But Tad said, what is the gospel? (laughs) Now I'm a little bit embarrassed that I've been discipling Tad for a long time. And that question comes up, but my fault. I mean, I've talked all around it, but and, and he'll know what it is. But uh, I, uh, I will explain what it is if he asks that question. Like I said, not sure if he's going to ask that. So what I'm going to do is ask you guys really quickly to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and that you consider going over to the Patreon page and supporting us there. Most of you probably know about Patreon. If you don't, it's just a way to further support. It's where I do a lot of stuff. It supports so much more than just this segment of the podcast. It supports Theology Unplugged, Credo House, Credo Courses, um, the Parchment and Pen blog, and you get everything we do from there. So uh, just think about that if you think what we're doing is beneficial. Uh, so what we're going to do is go ahead and bring on Tad and let me see if I can get this here. Yo, Tad, what's up, brother? Nothing. I got, uh, some glasses on because, uh, I've been reading a lot of your parchment. You you got uh, some glasses on now? now. I know you're going to make fun of me somehow. This is going to get all bad. No, I mean, I, I have contacts. This contact is a low contact so I can read this one's a high. So anytime I'm reading, I'm just reading with one eye. And you know that I've read every single thing you've ever written ever. Yes, I know you. And listen, you, you are the only one. This goes all the way back to uh, you. You, you have read every, and I give you credit for this because ever since we started this back in 95 and then whenever the web came out and became popular, I would send you stuff, send you videos. I even sent you books like, uh, yeah, Chuck yeah. Swindoll's grace awakening yeah. and, oh, and, and letters, letters, uh, to my father. Great book. Letter, no, Great. Letters from the skeptic. Letters from skeptic. Yeah. I was writing to his father, yeah. but yeah. read the whole thing. We discussed it. And then ever since then, you have read every blog, every book. Uh, more than my family has. Not that I'm getting right. on my family. Yeah. And we've talked you about know. that before, but this one that you sent me today was, um, I think, out of all of them, was the best one you've ever, you've ever written. I got to be honest with you. Uh, that was that guy, uh, Joseph. Um, what was his name? Jo- um, Scribner. So respectful, huh? Scribner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I read that twice. 
and um, that guy was unbelievable. I yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, that was the first time I ever heard about that. This guy who wrote, uh, uh, we all know about the person, or a lot of people know about the person who wrote "It Is Well with My Soul," but this guy wrote, I think, one of the most popular hymns that uh, that is out there, one that everybody would know. And, um, and it's, uh, he, I can't believe what he went through the guy with, uh, there's another guy, Chad. I, I don't know if I, I've ever told you about this, probably not because we don't talk about hymns that much, but, um, another guy, he, with the guy who wrote it as well with my soul, he wrote it the day his entire family was, was killed while they were crossing the Atlantic Ocean or the yeah the Atlantic Ocean and he was supposed to meet them and he got word that the whole family was dead and he wrote it is well with my soul and it's just that it's just amazing to see the stuff that people go through in the, the that they have in the midst of it and but, in a random uh, way in a random way and I'm sorry about this but you know how I am and you are we're just talking um I've been thinking a lot about this Credo House, Michael. And wait, 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 wait! Before you do that, I want to I want to bring this up. Uh, well, we could talk about the Credo House for sure. Sorry, I don't yeah, mean to cut you off. I mean, it's just how we talk. Please forgive me. Uh, Please, you're, Tad, you're, forgive you're me. You're forgiven. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you're half forgiven. All right, good. Okay, here we go. Share. And that should have come up. But this is my blog right here. Um, it is uh, Joseph Scriven, and it's about his life. And you guys ought to watch. I mean, if you don't know this story, go to creatahouse.org. It's crazy. The guy who wrote What a Friend We Have in Jesus. What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Watch what he went through. And then, what? I mean, and it's different than the other guy because this guy went through his entire life. I mean, he was just beat to death, left and right. Sickness, death, sickness, death. I mean, just crazy stuff. Hope, and then hope shattered. But he he wrote this uh, this blog. He wrote this blog. He didn't write this blog. He wrote this hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus, and it was yeah. it was just incredible. It, yeah, it uh, blows me away. Okay, sorry. Oh, Go I ahead. I read that twice today, and uh, yeah, I talked to uh, we had. I know there's a lot of listeners who are trying to figure out where they're coming from, but thank you guys very, very, very much. Uh, and um, talk to Kelly. He had a great time with this. Didn't mean to put that up. Keep on going. I, sorry. I wanted, so I brought up to him um, the Credo House. And we get a lot of special guests coming on um, later on um, through this podcast. And Kelly's the beneficiary of that, or the one that's kind of promoting that. But uh, please keep, we're going to make it easier to send, to donate a little bit. But um, the Credo House, man, to me, and I've been there a few times, right? Because I live in Oklahoma City. But every time I went, it was comfortable. And I'm the guy, I was kind of the outsider, you know? And yeah. To be an outsider is to be an outsider. And I, I mean, you were there and you made the best coffee ever. And um, Wayne was there a lot. And I would just kind of go sit in my little spot by myself. But it felt, it was the most comforting feeling. Like I just felt comfortable being an outsider. 
And that's what that brought to me. And then you had all these, um, like, Bible studies and stuff. And I went to one, still the outsider. Like, nobody liked me, nobody knew me, nobody anything. But it just felt like this is like where I'm supposed to be, you know? And it was, I haven't felt like that in any church I've ever been in. I've never felt like that anywhere I've ever been. And it was just like the coolest thing to watch you make coffee and people drinking coffee, like good coffee, like really, really good coffee. And then go sit down and listen to people talk about the Bible and then have all these things around all these pictures and stuff like that. So I'm not promoting anything. So I get nothing out of this. I just, just well, there's nothing. There's nothing to promote. I mean, the, the just so everybody knows um, who who doesn't know what the Credo House is, because you're looking at this right now and you see the word Credo House in the corner. Credo House is our ministry, so Credo House still exists. But uh, Credo House Coffee Shop, which is talking about, yeah, I'd right so, here. Yeah, I should have said coffee shop. No, no, that's fine. I mean, it's it's what everybody thinks of whenever they think of credo house because we weren't named credo house until we made the coffee shop but made this coffee shop here and i mean it was just absolutely amazing and whenever you say you were comfortable here's what i wanted to do with it is that i just wanted to make something to where it was non-denominational we weren't we weren't catholic we weren't protestant we weren't we weren't um any denomination of that time. Whenever you walk into this place, you are welcome. You can even see at the bar right there uh, on the left-hand side. Those are all the Cappadocian fathers. So if you're Eastern Orthodox, you would have felt comfortable. But what I wanted to do is create a sense. Eastern Orthodoxy, one of the great things about Eastern Orthodoxy, and I've been to a bunch of Eastern Orthodox church churches because I went to Romania so often. And... Um, and uh, one of the great things you got, Tad, you go to Eastern Orthodox churches, and whatever you walk in, there are if it's a legitimate, if it's a legitimate Eastern Orthodox church, um, you walk in and there's no seats. I mean, there's not pews like we have places, places you know, uh, long pews. There's not chairs. There's nothing. No place to sit down, and the ceilings are super high. And paintings everywhere, paintings of the saints, painting of the Father, paintings of Christ, all way up high. And I really enjoyed that. Not that I think churches should be like that, but I understood the draw was that one thing that that did was it lifted your eyes up. It looked at the grandeur of, of it made it basically it was trying to make you look small. That's what, what it should do. And in some ways, that's what I was doing with Credo House whenever I first did it. I wanted an absolutely comfortable place, but I also wanted something that was overwhelming, kind of cool. You know, the, you can see all the theologians all over the walls. And uh, it's non, it, it was non-denominational, and anybody could come in there, any church, and learn theology. Yeah. We taught, we, we, we taught, Tab, this is a good word to learn, um, but we taught, in an ironic way. Get, I can't see you. Okay. I'm, I'm doing some more of these things first. Let me just show you, see if I can scroll through that. But we taught in an ironic way. And ironic, there's the Cappadocian bar. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you made all the Some people are laughing because they know the Cappadocian fathers and they were the greatest Eastern fathers of the ch of church history and yeah. calling it the Cappadocian bar. And then, then Cappuccino, it worked out too well. 
yeah. and then there's there's the shop and there's the front of it there's the that's how comfortable it was right there you can see that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i don't know if that's where you sat but uh i'm sure that, that is the creos but we uh, we taught yeah. in an ironic way and what i tried to do chad and i'm very ironic know, mean I, i'm telling you you know me i am very convicted about my beliefs you know it's not as if i hold to them loosely but at the same time, there's a lot of my beliefs that are much less important than other beliefs. And so I teach all of the all of the issues within Christianity. This is what we do across the board, all my ministries. And I try to do this in the blog. My blog, I get a little bit more what it, what is called polemic, but I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. But I get a little bit more polemic and show what my positions are. But whenever you're taking a course from us, whenever you're taking a class from me, I will give every single, if, whenever we're, if we're talking about, say, remember when we talked about Calvinism, Arminianism? Yeah. Uh, what if you're talking about that, I will give the best of both positions. I, I, I'm not an Arminian, but if it, you would not be able to tell I'm not an Arminian whenever I am teaching because that's the way I have to teach. I have to give even, even I have to dislodge people and help them understand that people don't have their positions for no reasons, no matter how dumb a position you think it is. If you're a Catholic and you think Protestants dumb, if you're a Protestant, you think Catholics dumb, there's very, very good reasons for each to hold to it. And you better wrestle with those and know the best of all arguments. And really I have to let people make up their own mind at the very end. I don't say you have to believe this way. You have to believe this way. Hopefully the, what I believe is a, is able to persuade people, but sometimes it doesn't even really matter. Like, you know, I will teach on six day creation or million year creation. If I'm teaching on an ironic way, I give right. Ironic means peace. Uh, so in an ironic way, I'm peace toward the positions I don't agree with and give them good representation. And so, you know, I don't really care that much. People are going to hate me for saying this, but I don't care that much whether you leave here, uh, leave there a young earth or an old earth. I don't care if you believe leave there believing in uh, theistic evolution or uh, special creation, which, uh, you know, I care a little bit more about that, but that's still not what I'm trying to do. I want you to leave there believing that God created it all and he's sovereign over it all. And he wants us to know that. And I want you to leave there with a good understanding of all the positions. So everything I do at the Credo Hostad, every, every class I teach, I teach ironically, peacefully, uh, giving the best representation to positions that I don't believe. That's what I try to do. And I know I don't do that with you and I in our day, in our normal talks. I'm not ironic at all with you, but you're my friend. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll beat well, you. I'll beat you, you over the head. You when you're wrong about something, I don't care whether it's about theology or anything else. I got to straighten you out. And I, I, that's what I've done my whole life. Straightening, straightening you out. <laughs> well, I've spent my whole life straightening you out. <laughs> uh, but I'm a heretic, I've decided. You sat in Heretic's Corner whenever you were at the Credo House. That I, is, uh, I did. And I made I, you sit there because uh, it's the most comfortable. I made it the most comfortable. And then I'd sneak in and take pictures of people sitting under Pelagius um, or uh, Montanus or some other heretic. Yeah, Pelagius was my favorite. 
Plagius? Yeah. Anyway. Do you know who, Pla- uh, do you know who Plagius is? He's my favorite, though. So, I hope not, but okay. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to like talk about that. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> uh, well, you know, heretic uh, means something bad. Heretic means you have departed from the faith in an essential way. Oh, I thought it meant that I knew everything. <laughs> it doesn't mean no. that. <laughs> no, uh, I know you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a heretic ish. I don't know what to say about that. That's I didn't know you were going to say something like that, but um. What I wanted to ask you, (laughs) man, this is going to be, you're going to be so hard on me on this. What is the difference? And I asked, Ron and I talked about this last night. The difference between the gospel and the sermon and a homily and all that kind of stuff. Like what, what's the difference between those three? (laughs) <laughs> gospel sermon and a homily okay so sermon and a homily those are very much the same i'm a homily is the is the speech that you deliver it's the it's the delivery of a specific teaching that uh usually is is uh within eastern orthodox or catholic churches they're they're set teachings many times that they do every time of the year so homily is daily you get a book of homilies and it shows you what to preach every year or what to say in order to be in concert with the historic church that has always been doing the same thing over and over again so it's it's kind of cool but uh we don't do i don't do things that way sermons are just like i prepare a sermon i i prepare to preach um, it is a, it's, it's just preaching, not, not necessarily the gospel. I'll tell you what the gospel isn't just meant, but preaching from the Bible, encouraging people, you know, given the introduction body and conclusion type thing. Now the gospel, I know what you mean. Whenever you say, what's the difference between that and the gospel? Cause normally you, you just hear people say they're preaching the gospel or, you know, the gospel is what we need to talk about all that kind of stuff. So it may sound very much like. Uh, we're talking about sermon or a homily, uh, but the gospel, most specifically, Tad, most specifically, it means good news. It's from the, uh, uh, I think we get it from the German God spell, but it doesn't mean God. I mean, in the German, it still means good news. Um, and then it's a transliteration from Latin. And then you go all the way back to the Greek It's euangelion, which we get evangelism from euangelion evangelize. I know it doesn't sound that much alike, but that's where we get it from. So euangelion and the gospel or evangelism, and the gospel are from the same root words in Greek. So we go all the way back to that and you find it in the new Testament often. That's where it first came from. And it's very unique to Christianity. Uh, nobody else. No, we're, we're the ones who have the gospel. We're the ones who have the good news. Thanks and most for simplifying this, all this. Is it working? Simplifying it. I is mean, it working? Or are you all mixed up? Are you kidding me? You're kidding with me, right? No, I'm not as smart as you, Michael. We all know this. Well, I know that. I don't want to look smart. I want you to learn. But I, it's, it's, it's too over my head, man. Okay. Okay. What part of it is over your head? Stop Every me whenever it's over your head. you said was ever my head. Okay, okay. Let's <laughs> keep everything with two syllables. <laughs> two You're syllables the one who's worked for me. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, dude. Five, you're talking about five-syllable words, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm Man, sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. Okay, 
Okay, the gospel. It's just you, you, well, you know what? You, sorry, now it's you. You know what a sermon is, right? Now, yeah, sermon. I'm you got okay. to about that. Yeah, Hom homily. We're okay with homily. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, just okay. Just, just think about no, a sermon and a homily are the same thing. Let's go with that, okay? Because uh, they pretty much are. Um, the gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ has come and died on the cross and rose from the grave. Most simply, you know the you you know John three sixteen, or at least you've heard it or seen it at football games. But uh, it's for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is the summary of the gospel. If I, if you wanted me to have one sentence, what is the gospel? That is it. Now, whenever, you, whenever you're thinking more broadly, there's a lot more to the good news, you know, about, you know, the life of Jesus and how much he loves us and he'll never leave us or forsake us or that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit has come and indwelled us and empowered. It's all the gospel. It's all the good news. But usually whenever we talk about preaching the gospel, I'm going to go down the street and give the gospel. I'm going to go out and evangelize. So you've heard evangelize, right? Or evangelical, right? Yes, I'm. I, I, I'm not. I, I don't know. No, I know. I get it. I, I get it. I, I've heard that word. Okay. Okay. So whenever I, you go out and evangelize, you're going out and telling people the gospel. So if I said, you know, I I evangelized my neighbor yesterday, I that'd be basically I went over there and told them about the good news about Jesus Christ, you know, and some way. So well, we're always trying to evangelize. We're, we're called in, in Matthew chapter 18, the last words Jesus said to his disciples before he went up into heaven is he said, uh, go into all creation and make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That we're called right there in our lives, in our words, in everything we do within my, our, in our mind, we are trying trying to get the gospel to somebody. If I'm getting my hair cut, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to a person, enjoying it. It's not as if I don't, but I pray uh, and I'll say, God, if there's an opportunity, if you can open a door, I'd love to tell this person about you. Now, it usually doesn't happen. I don't force it like some people, I but I do every time try to make conversations go in that direction, especially with people I see often. And maybe it may be a week, it may be a year, it may be six years, and it may be never that a door opens up. But I'm trying to open up a, do a door because this is the most important thing. We have got the cure for cancer that is killing people, spiritual cancer. And um, it's a great thing to be able to say, hey, you know, I, uh, as long as you know you got a problem, I got the solution. Most people, you know, don't understand the problem. So the gospel is about telling people that uh, they they've got a problem, and telling them we've got a solution. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so a sermon and a gospel, pretty much the same thing. No, not necessarily, because a sermon could be just about a particular issue, like like uh, not being depressed. You know, or or um, receiving. Why is everything so negative? I mean, it seems like because if God. Okay, okay, not not being depressed, being happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like that better though, don't you? I mean, it's it's better to be. Well, happy. I mean, I mean, you got to know the problem before there's any time you're ever going to fix anything. You know, you got to know the well, lack. No problem. You got to know the lack if you're going to know the gain. But maybe there's no problem. You know, I I I only believe 
I got really into God when I had problems. And when I was happy, I didn't believe in him. I should have believed in him when I was happy because there are two things. There's happy and sad. Yeah. And yeah. so um, that's kind of where I'm going with this is like, why does everything have to be so negative? Because we don't get anywhere thinking negative. It's, it's, uh, it's, everything should be all positive, I think. And it's happy because God, it's like heaven. Everything's happy. Now, every, well, what, what if, what if the Bible tells us, remember we talk about the Bible and how important that, what if the Bible tells us that we are in a precarious position and every moment of our lives, we are trying to become more like God. Therefore we are less like God right now. And so the, the gift is the great thing about the gospel. The great thing about what Christ did is not that he just save us and say, go, go have your fun, do whatever, you know, uh, uh, follow your own instincts and desires. He said, come learn about me. I am, I am humble and lowly of heart. I want you to become a friend. Well, what does that tell me? It tells me I lack some of it right now. It tells me that I am, I don't know him well enough. Uh, let the person, the, in Jeremiah, it says, let, let, don't let the person boast in his riches. Let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to know God. We have a lack uh, and we want a fellowship. And sometimes it is just fellowship. Sometimes it's just waking up, kind of like you do. You do this a lot, Tad. It's, you, you, feel, you feel God's presence. You tell me, you know, you're, you're talking to him kind of in a casual way. But we're also looking at him and saying, God, if there's anything in me that I can change that can be, I can become more like you, let me know. And that's a hard thing. Uh, you know, I warn you, I, I want you to pray that, but don't pray it, don't pray it lightly. If you want to be like him, yeah. Uh, if you want to be like him, then then you got to recognize that we're not like him right now. I um, I don't have permission to say this. Uh, my friend's name. That's a neighbor, and uh, there's a lot of people watching this, Michael, and I am now. It's, it's turning into kind of a thing to where I get talked to about God and this podcast and things like that. And I don't know a lot about God. You know, I know what I know. Yeah. Movie, and I know from what I'm reading. And I was um, lucky enough to sit in her place today. Um, and she had a lot of questions. I didn't know the answer to all these questions, but the one thing that really stuck out to her was, and this is so off track, but I just, I got to get this off my mind because it's, I don't know how you're going to put this, but it's, it's been on my, it's been weighing on me. And about, <clears throat> you know, what I think we need to do is just do a recap of kind of, our, our last 12 podcast <laughs> her deal with well because well she wanted to know why i thought babies went to hell why and you thought babies went to hell i was raised that way and oh. so you know before they got baptized and so i had to have a whole conversation with somebody in her place and uh it it was it was 
it was a great conversation. She had great questions. And uh, well, well, right now, do do you still believe that? Is that something no, you believe? Or okay, no, no, not even close, not even close. I mean, I'm, uh, I am, uh, I feel like because of what you did a few days ago, I am so clo I'm closer to God than I've ever been, and. It's it's interesting because I feel like he he's it, it, almost like he he tapped me on the shoulder or something. Yeah. And said, "Okay, now you get it." You know. And, did you watch uh, that? Did you watch that Caviezel thing you sent me? Yeah, that's why I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it wasn't that crazy how he talked about the same thing. You know, like like God, I mean, just God meeting him at certain points. And I don't know, I thought it was really cool. And it kind of sounds, it, I mean, obviously it's not the same. You didn't get struck by lightning or anything, but you know, sometimes you just feel the presence of God. I'm not saying it's, uh, it's always valid, but at the same time, we got to keep our emotions attuned to that and be open to that kind of stuff because that's one of the gifts, but I'm so glad you're, I'm, I'm so glad you felt the tap. It That's funny that you even got that, but uh, yeah. Uh, and, and lightning can be a lot of different things, actually. But uh, no, keep going. But I just, I just like that there's people out there that are watching this, and I have to, I get to talk. Well, it is, and I mean this, this may very well be the most important one they've ever watched because in the end, that's the essence of everything. You, you strip away everything, and it's as simple as can be. It's not complicated. You don't have to get a theology degree. You don't even have. You can be a little child. Christ says and understand this. And in the end, that's it. It is that we are in a position. We have been born broken, and. Christ is the only way to fix it. You can work all your life trying to fix it. You can do all the good things you want all your life. This is the gospel, Dad. This is why I'm telling you this. This is how this is how I put it. You can do everything working as hard as you can trying to get to God and you'll never be able to do it because we can't do it. We are broken. We were born broken. And then we act out our brokenness through our sin. Jesus came to fix that. And I can't tell you exactly how, Tad. You know, we've talked about this before, but something happened on the cross where he took our place. And as long as you trust in him, and that's it. It's just resting in him. Like a chair. You know, I've told you about the chair illustration. You read my book. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the chair is, the chair is, um, it's Jesus right there. And at some point, we've got to believe that's a chair, believe Jesus is the son of God who died for our sins, believe that it can hold us, believe that he will save us, and then finally rest in it. And that's, that's the point. It's the resting. I, uh, Dad, you'll notice out there, I, I promise you, as you're going around and, you know, if you do the same thing as me and say these prayers, you're looking for signs. You'll notice a lot of people know it's a chair, believe it can hold them, but just never have really sat down. They don't have the relationship. They don't know what it's like. You can see they're, they're a distant. Oh, yeah, I believe Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. Yeah, I heard that a long time ago at church. And, you know, I, I believed it way back then. And th this is what my dad used to say all the time. You know, he'd say, I, every time I'd talk to him about Christ, he would go back to whenever he was 12 years old. And this is the only story I ever heard about it. There was nothing else. No, nothing I saw in him. 
you know, not him telling me the other day he was praying or, or this is how he handles this situation with God. Nothing. It was just, Oh yeah. Whenever I was 12 years old, I walked down the aisle and gave and asked Jesus into my heart. So it's done. I don't think he ever sat down. I don't know, Tad. I, this is my dad. You know, my dad, you, he liked you better than he liked me. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah it's true. Do you, do you think well, but I don't I don't know that I'm not saying he's not going to be in heaven. I'm just saying I think he knew it was a chair. He believed it could hold him, but I never saw him sitting in Christ. And the gospel is all of those elements. The gospel is we need a place to sit down. We need a savior. Um and we we have to sit down in him and he's the and, only and, way. And gonna, he's the I'm only chair. This. There's no other chairs. I'm going to end this on, well, there's hammocks and that's, that's the scary part. You know, you want to end this talking about my dad? (laughs) No, I want to tell a story about the lady I just talked to about earlier that watched the dog. And uh, I I was wanting to be funny, but that's cool. Yeah, I know. I I knew we were going with that. (laughs) You want to finish? No, go. I I, I don't want to interrupt this. This is serious. And if I jump in, it'll just, I'll just try to be funny. And it's, it is funny. (laughs) I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Okay. Okay. You better get back to what you were talking about. Just Okay. (laughs) So I'm, I'm telling the audience this, you know what I'm going to say. You've got to know what I'm going to say. You bring up, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Just listen to my most embarrassing moment in my life. You're not going to talk about that yet. Come on. No, no, not that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know your most embarrassing moment. That's yeah, you're talking yeah, about my sister. Well, you're yeah. talking about my sister, right? <clears throat> well, I'm talking about a, a butter a butter dish and your Okay, okay. That's not where I'm going. No, it's it's the first time you you came over to my house. And I think, well, of course you had, I think you had been there before, but you, my dad had never talked to you. He was, got, he gets home from work and you got to understand my dad, he was, he's a, he's a baby boomer type dad. Don't really say much, just went up, did his own thing, came down for dinner and then went back up and, uh, to watch TV. So he's just always watch TV and he's, he, my dad's a very scary, he was a very scary guy. Very intimidating. And he'd always have a cigarette there. And you yeah. just never knew. You just you couldn't talk to him. You didn't know yeah. who was. Yeah. You didn't and know what was good time to talk to him. Faces at you and make fun of you if you yeah. you know just yeah. belittle you in every way. So <laughs> Tad comes over to my house for the first time, and we're sitting we're sitting down in the kitchen, and you can see all the way up about about forty feet to the other side of the house because there's kind of a a, a way to w- see see into the living room. And there's my dad sitting there and we're sitting at this little uh, breakfast table with, I think me, you, my mom, and probably one of my sisters. And I, I got this idea that I thought would be awesome. <laughs> and it was at your expense. So I'm always trying to come up with things at other people's expense. And so you got to understand how scary my dad is. And he's legendary as far as scariness. And here's Tad. He doesn't know him yet. He just stands in fear of him. So he comes over and we're sitting at the table and I yell, (laughs) I yell, I yell, Tad, my dad is too a family man. He just likes to watch TV. Uh, you were like, "What did you just do?" <laughs> worst story. That's the worst story. 
Nobody wants to hear that but you and I. <laughs> oh, it's too good. It's too that good. I, terrible. Well, you so guys funny. get it, right? I, <laughs> I'm acting like he said, why isn't your yeah. dad a family man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, oh, gets back, that gets back to John 316. <laughs> okay yeah sorry sorry yeah. that's not part of the oh, man that was that was so funny that, why'd you do that to me i didn't even know this fella yeah man, it was it was just too great it was too great sorry rocky i had to do it at the time by the way my dog rocky yeah 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 he was yeah, he was for me he was yeah. still around yeah all right tell me about your neighbor your neighbor tell me about it I uh, mean, we've gone way too long on this deal. We'll talk about it later. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful for her. But um, her um, input on our podcast. Ow, ow, I'm getting on Charlie Horse. <laughs> I am, Charlie it's a bad horse. Charlie Horse. It's All right. Cramp. It's a cramp in the back of my leg. Hold on. Oh. I love you, Michael. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I'll talk in a minute. I love you, Mike. Oh, all right. I love you too, bro. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Get rid of my Charlie horse here. All right, folks. I, I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, I got to keep my legs straight over here. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. Uh, I had fun talking to Tad. But uh, you guys, will, we're going to keep on doing this. And let us know what you think. You know, I mean, go to the, go to the website, wherever you're at. Make a comment. Um, we, 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 do, we do look for those. We don't know where <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Lisa said, I'm snorting. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, good. I hope that just came up for that. But um, uh, we, 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 we've, we're shooting this to five or six places. Main place we want you to go to is YouTube. That way, that's kind of a central place. And that's, that's where you see it. Credo, Credo house youtube page just search credo house and this is where we come on live so if you're subscribed it will show up um it will show up every time we go live and then a lot of the times a lot of the times i will take this and edit it and re-up it that way it gets into the search engines but these these are just our live ones right now uh check out our our uh patreon on my patreon and again support everything that we do or everything that i do with credo house ministries and uh if, if you enjoy this i'd love to have you uh it's a great great thing you get all kinds of benefits but guys thank you so much uh really appreciate you guys being here i i have a blast doing theology unplugged for the last 20 almost 20 years and uh as you can see we, we do get unplugged theology 